Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Pod Strickland. I'm your host, Shwini Poo, and this is episode 150. I am joined today on, I think, I feel like this is the first time we've done a pod after a win since, like, I don't know, the first fucking game of this season. Since before the pandemic, approximately. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I am joined today by my co-host, Prez, on a very special, again, 150th pod. And to ring it in, we are not having any guests. It's just me and Prez. A very romantic 150th pod with the two of us. Prez, what's going on? I forgot that it was such a special occasion. I'm, I'm not <laughs> I'm not dressed appropriately today. Yeah, uh, you didn't even get me chocolate or wine or anything. Or drugs or anything romantic. <laughs> I have a very important public service announcement for the Knicks. And maybe they <laughs> heated it before this game because they sort of semi got it together and pulled out a win. But dear... New York Knicks players, please, for the love of God, stop having children. (laughs) Every other Nick has had newborns in the last year, and I'm convinced it's the sole reason for our sleepless nights and our crappy home record, and their sleepless nights are obviously totally equivalent to the sleepless nights I deal with when I have to podcast after a loss. Basically the same as having a child who won't go to sleep. So Julius, Alec Burks, I don't know what kind of hidden children Evan Fournier has. I'm sure he's got several, judging from his play. Please put fatherhood aside. Prioritize your life and my sleep schedule. Okay, now we can recap the game. Before we get started, uh, the Strickland does have a Patreon. Uh, You can subscribe to it. Uh, There are a lot of tiers. There's a $6 tier. With that, you get access to this podcast here in full. You also get access to the Knicks mailbag that I do every other week with Jeremy Cohen and Drew Steele. Also, you get access to the Strickland Discord where we talk, commiserate, make plans for the Knicks, none of them that ever come to fruition, but it's fun. Uh, And yeah, there are other tiers also. There's a $9 tier, which I would highly recommend you subscribe to. If you're going to subscribe, uh, that comes with access to weekly articles from Jack Huntley and Matthew Miranda, who are among the best uh, writers in general and definitely for basketball and most certainly for the Knicks. Uh, Also, you get access to another podcast I do where I yell. Um, So if you want to hear me yell more, Listen to that. Uh, and there are further tiers past $9. There's a $15 tier, $30 tier, $50 tier, and a $100 tier. These tiers will give you various access to various things, such as coming onto a pod as a co-host or as a guest. And you can tell me how much of a fucking idiot I am. But if you subscribe or not, we appreciate your listening and patronage anyway. None of this would be possible without you. And without further ado, let's talk about the Knicks game. Yeah, look, I don't know 
I, look, I, there's only a, there's only one place to start. I guess two places to start. Maybe even three if we're going to be nice to <laughs> Robinson. Um, but there's only two places to start. Uh, I mean, one, the first one being Deuce McBride. Holy shit. Um, oh, man. He was fantastic. Uh, so, look, the, the Knicks, obviously, I, I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you kind of know that things are happening with the Knicks. Uh, a lot of guys are out due to COVID protocol. And so Deuce McBride, who has not been playing, was thrust into the rotation today. He came off the bench, but he started the entire. And he, he started and played the entire second half. How much did he play in the last game? Like twenty minutes, right? Something like that, yeah. And then yeah. he was so he was he got a long stretch of like I want to say like nine minutes or so across quarters in. And then Derek Rose, they know I didn't see catch if it was just an ankle sprain or just or or what they just said ankle. I don't think he ever had it. Like he just, I mean, I, I, he looked like he didn't have it the entire game. So I, I wonder if he just, you know, yeah. tried to like gut it out. And he was, and then at halftime, he's like, look, I, I got nothing for you. Uh, yeah. so that's what it looked like to me. He didn't, he, he didn't try to take anybody off the dribble. I don't, I don't even remember if he drove. Like, I, I actually don't remember if he got into the paint even once. Um, and that entire starting group because of that was terrible. Uh, what, not just because of that, but a, a big piece of that was that. Uh, but uh, yeah, Deuce. Look, he finishes the game fifteen points, four steals, nine assists, no turnovers, nine uh, assists, nine assists. I, I, look, I, nine assists is great. I'm not trying to like downplay it. These were not like nine Cade Cunningham. Like this is not like Lamelo Ball assists. Okay, like they were good assists. I'm very happy to get any assists that we there, get. There was like. There was like two of them that was like, wow, no other guard would have made it. But the rest of them were just like run of the mill, run your offense assists. Well, a few of them to come by for the Knicks. One of them was just like, I mean, a few of them were just like, oh, we're going to run this set for quickly to come off a curl or for like somebody to come off a curl. I mean, it's fine. Run a fucking running sets. A very big challenge for the Knicks this year. He was great, though. He was great. 15 points, nine assists. And forget the offense. Even if he hadn't made shots, he would have been awesome today because his defense, uh, predictably, as anybody who did any scouting on him prior to the draft would say, he was one of the best perimeter defenders in his class, and he has translated that to the NBA level. Um, I thought he did a really good job on everybody he was on, uh, particularly <laughs> Eric Gordon, uh, who was terrible tonight. And Because yeah, I picked him up in fantasy, that's why. He got you nine assists, though, so you got that going for you. I guess I'll take it. Yeah, I can't um, be picky with this team that I have. <laughs> uh, but yeah, look, Deuce was awesome. Um, Real quick, one funny thing that I noticed was like, so I, I, he's an interesting defensive prospect and player because he's so gifted athletically and his hands are so quick and he has long arms and good instincts and all that stuff. But like, there's some things he's still kind of learning technique-wise. And my favorite one in this game, I think three of his fouls were him just trying to like demolish someone through a through a pick, like football style. And it's like, yeah. dude, like you you can't just like Thanos Thanos slam people to get through the pick. And most of the time, he's good at getting around it. But you could tell some of the time he's just like, oh fuck this shit. And he... but you know what? Those, <laughs> like I'm, I think those are good. Like to yeah. me, those are good. The Nick, like, I, look, Wally Zerbiak, not my favorite announcer in the world, weirdly had a good game calling oh, this. I, I had Kate on the bench for some reason. What the hell? God damn it. Sorry. Um, but I thought I thought Wally weirdly called a pretty good game today. I don't know what to make of that. Maybe he's developing or something. I don't know. But he made developing a good observation. A child. 
yes, that that is true. I, I, it's it's already been developed. I don't know. Uh, but he he actually made like a lot of really good insights randomly today. Uh, but before the game, he talked about this. He was like, and and I agree with him. It's not just about like playing, like making the rotations. Like you have to like make guys feel you. Like they have to fucking like like you have to really have a physical presence. Like there's and and. For as big as Fournier is and this like starting lineup that he tried before RJ got out where it was like, you know, Burks and Fournier and RJ and we're big now. We're going to switch everything like it just wasn't physical. Like Fournier is not physical. RJ and like Burks, like you're just constant. There's constantly just kind of like there was something missing. There's something missing there. They don't have a guy that's disruptive at the point of attack with those three. Like they can all like. Yeah, the RJ best you'll, the best you'll get with those guys is they're in the right position and they're good to stymie players, but that that really only works to make a player uncomfortable once they pick up their dribble and like go into the shot and it's like, oh, RJ's still here and I can't shoot over him because he's big. But and like, it's, all, it's not going to disrupt their drive or their dribble. It's not even, you're not disrupting their offense. Like no mm-hmm. team, like, like you see bring, like Deuce come in the game and quickly for that matter. Mm-hmm. Come in the game and like the offense all of a sudden for Houston, it's not like they're just getting into their offense. It's like, okay, we got to actually work to get the ball up the floor. And then once we get it past half court, we still got to work to get up to like the three point line around there so that we can like get into the offense. And by that time, you're, you know, you've, you've gone what? Like you're fucking six. Seven, like you've, yeah, you've, especially a team like Houston that like their only real point guard is DJ Augustine, who's right. 48 years old. Right. And it's like, it's like, so now all of a sudden they're getting into the offense with 14 seconds. And we see this with the fucking Knicks all the time. Mm-hmm. Because for some mm-hmm. reason, Tibbs has decided we don't need to play with point guards to start the game. Um, and, you know, I look again, Tibbs is so funny in the sense that, like, he he can go from McBride is not playing at all ever to, okay, we're shorthanded. And I just, I can't remove quickly from the bench. So you get to start the second half. Like, Tibbs is... He had, he had like no like we had like our literally our only guards were like quickly Deuce and, and, yeah. and Evan that was it and we Evan's got, not a guard Evan's he's not like, he's a wing he's a I, wing who sucks at a lot of wing things at one we're, point we're he was playing in the second half and I was in my Knicks group chat and I was like oh my, it was like during his worst stretch and I was like please take him out and they were they were like there was literally no other player to put in. <laughs> and I was like, uh, who's our, where's the Pinson? I don't know. <laughs> Tibbs must've been so happy today. He's like, I can just play everybody all the minutes. Um, Make me back to the old yeah. me. <laughs> but like, I mean, look, the thing with Deuce and, and now we're seeing this, I, look, I, is he going to come in every game and give you 15, nine? Like, no, he's not going to do all that. But every single game you can call on him. He's going to play with energy. He's going to disrupt the offense from the point of attack. He's probably going to knock down threes most nights than he doesn't. Um, he's going to play with force. Like, he's going to he's compete. He's a table setter, too. Like, I think, like, a lot of the times with young guards, young combo guards, we saw this with quickly last year. Like, they can play the point guard because they're gifted at, like, different basketball things. But, like, when Deuce... Oh, we're going to talk about quickly a little later. We're going to... Yeah. We're going to... You're gonna have to, you know, apologize to Emmanuel quickly. We're gonna get to him. Yes, later. I'm very happy that Emmanuel quickly finally yeah. did his job yeah, yeah, yeah. and hit we're, open yeah, jump we're shots. Gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about that a little later. We'll yeah, later. and Deuce, Deuce, he plays point guard, and he did this in college. He he his assist turnover ratio was almost three, which was like insane for a kid who didn't really play basketball full time until he got to college. 
and you see it with his passes. He doesn't have crazy passes. When he takes a, a, a risky pass, he nails it like he did with those that laser like sidearm whatever he threw to Mitch down low and the alley-oop he threw to Mitch later. And we don't really have that when Alec... Like, Alec Burks is great, like, compared to Kemba because he's large and he can handle the ball and he can play defense. And when he gives effort, it's nice. Like, today he was... He was giving a ton of effort. That was a long time. Shout out AB because there was um he had his de- he had he definitely had his fair share of like defense breakdowns, but he was also for a while like the only guy who was like fuck it, I'm gonna go to the rim, and he got some fouls for it. So uh, he was he was gutting it out. But um, Deuce like he brings a, a different kind of point guard play that I don't think we have in terms of smart decision making um, from most of our guards. You know, for all their talent, and it's something you'd love to see. Yeah, um, and he was driving today, which I don't think people expected him to be able to get deep paint touches. And at one point, he got a he got a drive so wide open, and it was just DJ Augustine between him and the paint. He pulled it back, and I think he was legit surprised that like nobody else being there, and he was just like, "Okay, I don't well, know how to process this." <laughs> but also later, he also had a layup where where I'm like. I'm like, you should have just, I mean, you got an and one, so whatever. But, like, it was definitely, like, I was like, you probably should. you Like, next time, just dunk that? Like, please dunk that, because that looked really weird. Like, don't, oh, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. don't lay that up. That was weird. Just <laughs> You're right that. there. You're right there. Just. <laughs> and he, looked. Like, he got up, and it was, mm-hmm. like, it was almost like he got up, and then he was like, you know what? I'm just going to lay this in. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, why? <laughs> just dunk it, please? It was I don't real, know, real Boris Diaw type finger roll. Yeah, it was it was weird. He, yeah, I think he, you're right. In the second half, he had one where he like turned the corner and then was like, "Oh shit!" Like, no, I, that can't be real. <laughs> like, like no way, that can't be real. I'm like, no, dude, you're there. Like, go, go. And then he actually went the next time, and then he got blocked that time. But whatever. Look, these are this is like the shit that all young guards need to mm-hmm. go through. Like, this is my thing with quickly too. People get so pissed. Like, like I I don't know. I I didn't check Twitter when this happened, but I, I was like almost positive when he both got blocked at the end of the first his first half stint and when he got stripped when he came in in the second half uh by by Josh, Josh Christopher yeah I think both of those might have been by Josh Christopher um or no the first one was by Tice the block was by Tice but I was like po- I'm positive that I actually on- loved that drive on it was a good Tice drive. I, I, I I was like it wasn't even a floater it was like a legit like I'm going up and I'm taking a layup hard. he just didn't know he just doesn't know how to like like he tries to just go faster yeah. and I'm like no, no no what you have to do is like you're in front of him. You already did the hard part. Now, like, <laughs> now you gotta like use your just getting like between him and the hoop. Like, I think you were the one who tweeted that like they showed Kemba talking to him about it or yeah, something. They didn't even show it. You just like they were bringing the ball up, and you could see like Kemba had stopped him and was like talking to him, and he was like making this hip motion. So like, yeah. I mean, I, I'm assuming that's what he said, but like, I think it's a fair assumption because that's literally all Kemba used to do because he was like four feet oh, yeah. tall and played in the NBA, right? <laughs> um, but like. I like. I, I'm sure people were pissed about that. Look, those these are things. Oh, like, why is he doing that? It's a terrible turnover. Like, he guys, he's getting his shot blocked. It's like, yeah, but like, you have to like let him go through that. Like, you yeah. have to let these guys play through that. And and here's what is fucking annoying about this. And I mean, I know you have some rant that you got cooked up about Tibbs, so I'm going to throw it to you after I say this. But like, the players on this team that are giving us the best chance to win are. Also, the youngest players on the team right now, especially, especially in the backcourt, specifically in the backcourt, 
like Rose started the year like a house on fire. I, I think he's banged up and he's just playing through some shit and trying to manage himself. And, he, and he's had more minutes than you would yeah, like. He shouldn't be playing these men. Like, this There's is like a reason. It's like a minute and a half. I got all these fucking Rose stands. Every time I tweet, like, oh, just start quickly. Well, Rose is better. Stay Rose. Fuck you. All right. Fuck <laughs> you. This is why you can't start Rose because he literally breaks down. Oh, but he does. He's never said that. Oh, Dwayne Casey was lying. Oh, Tibbs is a moron. Like, is there any world where you can actually believe? That Tom Thibodeau would not start Derrick Rose if he could, like, w- like what are we talking about here? He would let Derrick Rose like fucking watch his kids, who he's never gonna have because he refuses to get married. You know, like he would let Derrick Rose do anything, but he's not gonna start him now because what? Like he thinks Alec Burks is better? No, he's not starting him because he can't play these minutes, and we know he can't play this amount of minutes because every time he has an extended stretch where he- we push him past thirty minutes or something like that, twenty eight. 28 or above, he gets injured. His body breaks down. He cannot sustain it. He's like too explosive for what his body allows. Basically, his speed and his like athletic, the the torque he he puts on his body when he gets into the paint and goes up. Like he, it's just too much for his body to handle over a longer uh, minutes load. And that's okay. Like that's fine. That just is why he has to come off the bench. Um, but like we we don't need to start Alec Burks at point. I'm sorry. Like there's just no reason for it anymore there's really no reason for evan fournier to start uh at all in my opinion but yeah, if you want to slide ab over to his spot yeah. then by all means <laughs> yeah there's like no and like i know fournier had what he had like 23 points today he had a pretty good game for a good shooting game yeah a good shooting game he he back and watch. He, I'll, before before we slander him because we we definitely need to slander him i'll say this i appreciated not only that he was making shots that he was taking but that he was taking shots because he doesn't always do that shit. He's very content to just catch the ball and swing it like Frank Milikina or something instead of just being like, oh, I'm Evan Fournier. I can actually do stuff. And he just sits in the corner all day. So Evan, I don't know how much of it was coincidental, how much was Evan, how much was Tibbs, but he had a couple of plays where he got the ball uh, closer to the top in the middle, which is where he's much better because he has a little more space to do stuff. And he doesn't have to be as athletic. Um, and it worked out a little better and got him going. That being said, he he's just, like every time he would do something good on offense, it's like like basketball karmic gods would send us like the worst eye scraping, ear bleeding defensive. His defense is terrible. It's 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 so how bad. Do you, how do you get? How do you get? Like the sheer variety of horrible defense that we saw today from him I, was like like a one like within three a three minute span he had three possessions where one he got bodied by i don't know who it was because i don't i think it might have been like armani brooks or some shit i don't know it was some player who was smaller than him and not as big as him he got bodied by tate who's like shorter than him and stronger for him is strong as fuck. So like I can live with that. Right. It's just like, you can't, so you can't guard the smaller people. Yeah, you can't you guard can't the taller them. people. And then off ball, you're just like out here jerking off in the corner. I actually, I actually, if I was on another team, I wouldn't even try to get him on ball. I would just attack him off ball because his off ball stuff is like, it's like, he's like, it's falling off a cliff. It's terrible. I'm convinced that Steve Clifford is, are, might be the, like the greatest defensive mind of all time. Because how the fuck he had a team top ten in defense that was starting Evan Fournier, DJ Augustine, 
and Nikola Vucevic is incredible. The like, same way he had a top 10 defense that was starting Al Jefferson and Kemba Walker. Yeah, like <laughs> he get him on the staff. I don't care. Get like pay pay Steve Clifford. He's like 9,000 years old. He's never getting another starting he's coaching job again. Buddies. He's yeah, just, just bring get him on the staff. Get him on the staff. I don't care. Because maybe he's like the one. He's Maybe he's the Evan Whisperer. Maybe he's the Kemba Whisperer. I don't fucking know. But like he's so bad on off-ball defense. It is unreal. He had one today where they ran a pick and roll because they were trying to attack Julius as like the, the drop defender. And so Evan tagged. Like he did the right thing. He tagged from the corner down to the roll man. But like. He may as well have just not tagged because he didn't do anything. He just like he kind of like stood. He, t- he tagged like how you try to like wave down the waiter when you're at a restaurant, like a fancy restaurant where it's no, like, no, but oh. I fucking wave down the waiver waiter. I'd actually get his attention. He just like stood to his side and like didn't do anything. I'm like, okay, so I'd rather you just stay home on your on the shooter then and just like tell Julius to figure it out. Like that would right. just be better. Um, and he just it's awful the rebounding stuff with him. It's like. I, the rebounding in general with this team is I, I, there's so that, many possessions that's, where that's legit. Why I'm convinced that's why we had extended weirdo Taj Mitch minutes because Tibbs was like, "Look, if we're gonna, if I can't depend on the defense, we're gonna fucking rebound until Julius oh, well, comes." I, back I just in. think I just think we needed a win. Taj was the backup for that ro- unit was rolling, and he was just like, "You know what? I don't give a fuck." Like it, I just it, don't was, care today. it was very refreshing to see. Possessions where Mitch, like old, it was like old school, like last year's name. Mitch would get the box out and Taj would pull down the rebound. But you know, also what it is, is also like Taj talks. Taj talks a lot on defense, and you could see him directing guys, pointing shit out. Like, this is the shit with Mitch. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy he had had an amazing fourth quarter. Yeah, shout out Mitch in the fourth quarter. He was, he was getting it done. He had an amazing fourth quarter. And yes, playing with guards who were looking for him and, the general kind of how they were playing, all this stuff helps him. I there's no doubt about it. But like, like he has to step up. Like I don't know. Like yes, oh he's playing for a contract and like he's working himself back into shape and all these things. But like that, these are not like at some point these just become excuses, and he has to figure it out because as it stands, they'll have played probably like fifty something games by the trade deadline. If he does not pick it up, there's no reason at all for the Knicks to not trade him and or, there's no reason for other teams to trade for him on right. they want an expiring contract <laughs> right it's just like so he has to step it up and he has to like i'm, I'm happy at a great quarter it doesn't like take, it doesn't take much it he, has to, have a, take he much. has to have great games like mm-hmm. he cannot just have great quarters he has to have great halves he has to have great games he is not when is the like the last great game he had was probably before his injury like he i don't think he's had a great game this year i think he's had some games where he had extended good minutes and looked really good Maybe the Spurs game, but he played like 19 minutes in that game. That's not a great game. That's a great short cameo as a bench guy. You know, like that's not a great game. Um, so he's just got to be like, he's got to play like that all the time. But I, I mean, look, there, there's something to be said that again, going back to Taj, like Taj talks, Taj talks. And that makes a big difference. We saw that earlier in the year. Like people forget this, but one of the reasons that bench you, not one of the reasons I, I, or not, it's not a primary reason I should say, but a, a I would say a, a, a reason why that bench unit was so effective to start the year and why they were able to turn around so many defensive, why, why they were so good defensively is because Todd was playing the five and Todd talks all the fucking time. And like, and like, yeah, that group in general talks a lot, but he especially talks a lot. And it makes a difference when your defensive anchor is talking and directing because he sees everything. 
Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. Yeah. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.